All right, you guys ready? Let's do this. You're listening to the best of the best of the best. This is like proof of the supernatural. This is not the first goal scored by a hand this month. What? You made your own luck. You win by winning. When he plays, he scores. You're a pouty baby that doesn't deserve to be a baby. He's just a weirdo. See, si, senor, I would like the pollo ranchero, por favor. I'm just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let this thing roll. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the latest edition of the FBL America podcast. This is David Smith. Well rehearsed, Dave. Scott Weaver. Brian Chesco. Brian Chesco. You know, nothing makes me more excited than doing this again for the second time after we got 10 minutes in and I realized Mike's Brian's mic was not recording. So daggone it. Let's just skip through some things. Let's go straight into it. Go straight into it. And everyone else does not get the benefit of the bull that we had just talked about. Dave's here. Scott's here. I'm here. Let's talk about game week nine. Okay. Let's do it. Let's start with the North. Do you want to? Did you want to say what you said before? <laughs> I don't even remember what you I said, said. You were just happy that it's that real football is back. Real not, football, not Nations League nonsense. That's right. Friendlies, That's right. Nation League friend, Nations League friendlies, which are just slightly more structured friendlies than real friendlies. Yeah, no, I'm glad it's back. Let's talk about the football. Back to game week nine, which was a blast. <laughs> Take two. All right, North London Derby, Arsenal three, Spurs. One London is red, and I just wish I said this in the the first time we did this. Saturday was awesome, and I should be more happy about things today. Uh, But I'm not because, daggone it, Sunday happened and my fantasy week went to crap. Which just means that it was great up until that point. But for Saturday, I was super pumped. I, of course, Arsenal wins the match. So uh, I was watching it with with Brian as he kept throwing Spurs darts at me the entire time. That's true. And then uh, uh, League Diane, she was still sleeping, I think, and watched it on replay. I don't know that for a fact, but it 4:30 a.m. is wicked early over uh, on the west coast of the United States of the America. So they you got the last laugh though, because when they won, when the final whistle went, he. Uh, he urinated off my front porch. <laughs> Broad daylight. Just right it's there. Like, it's like 930 here in the, here in the, the morning. Yeah. I wish that was Sidewalks. true. I wish, I wish that was you true. You know, I actually believe it as I sit here. <laughs> I wish it was true. No, let's get to the, the football. Uh, great match. Brian, you'd already said. Ruined uh, maybe by a Emerson Royal red card? Uh, yeah. I mean... So I, I want to have a little even, sympathy. Even you have to admit, even watching what, what it. What did I say? What did I at say? At the time, even you would have said if it had been yellow, there would have been no argument with it, and the red seemed harsh. I but, said, but what are you going to do? I said it was it was orange. It was la orange. Yes, red. I I I, if, could, uh, I could see it. But yellow, I could easily see it. Like a lot of, uh, I'm sure men and blazers were responsible for a lot of it. But like a lot of, uh, like a lot of uh, Arsenal fans said, like we've been on the wrong end of a lot of those kind so, of things. So we're happy to be here where we're getting kind of. I was gonna say that last year, how many red cards did Arsenal get in, in situations like that? So it happened on the other side, and like, so I I felt a little bit bad because it did change the match. But honestly, at this point, points are points, Scott, and that's all I care about. You got returns fantasy-wise from everybody that 
almost everyone that matters, I would say. That was... You know, a lot of people went to Saka. A lot of people went to Saka and Martinelli this week. Saka, and and for good reason on Saka for sure. I understand also, uh, like Scott said last week, I understand, depending on who you were selling him for, I understand shipping Martinelli. However, I mean, all, all he got was an assist here. Jesus gets you a goal. I sold Jesus this week, so I wasn't. I was already a little nervous after that happened, but you know, it ended up working out. Uh, okay, uh, Kane uh, gets a penalty kick. Kane, number two scorer in fantasy in fantasy scoring, Harry Kane, who continues to be not owned uh, a ton, uh, more than any other midfielder, more than any other player that you can name, only other than Erling Holland. Uh, Harry Kane is second. Do you yet. do you own him? No, and I I wrote about it uh, maybe two weeks ago. Maybe it was this past week. I mean, just I feel like the the sensible thing is to have Holland, Kane, and another th- and another playable striker as your third striker. But I'm not doing that, I, and I'm and I don't for what reason money. Okay, I just don't see it. I don't I don't see a route to doing that without selling other people that I really like. Fair enough. So, but but it's not. But it seems to be the. I mean, by points, it's the obvious best thing you could have been doing. It. I now own him. Oh, you do? Harris. Yeah, I made the move on the weekend. Who'd you get rid of to get him? Salah. But so I mean, I, who, I had who, banked, in your front, I, who in your front line? I banked a transfer, so I didn't love it. But Mitrovic. Okay. So Mitrovic okay. got hurt, so Mitrovic, that makes sense. Mitrovic out, Kane in, Salah out, Trossard in. Okay. You are. Do you have a problem with those two moves? It's hard to, yeah. Hard to have. Hard, hard, I mean, Trossard's giving you more points, isn't he, at this point than Salah? And I think so. Yeah, yeah Trossard's lot, second overall, was he half the price. Well, he's six seven, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he's yeah. also playing striker for them. So we love a guy who's playing in an offensive position. I, think, I don't think he's doing that. You don't think he's playing striker? I think he's. I think, or he's just scoring from the wing. Yeah, I think they had they had put him at wing at almost like at wing back. That was where they were playing him. But I don't I can't say for sure that they didn't switch him around. Now that you're saying that, I want to see the way they lined up. Two seconds. It's 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 I have Welbeck, Pascal Gross, and Leandro Trossard. So oh, yeah, he, so they he very really easily were, yeah playing a wing. He's like in a, a, according to whoscored.com, you basically had you had Welbeck with with Grob and Trossard playing right behind him, playing right behind them. Yeah, it's it was that Graham Potter had moved him uh, to essentially to wing move back. Him as a wing back. Yeah, right. Yeah. Anyway, think, bottom line is, yeah. So again, we're on the North London Derby. But Kane is how we but, got the Trossard. No, just that you got that you. Yes, you Kane's now in my Kane's team. Kane's in your team, and yes. Trossard is your is yep. your. Salah uh, substitute. Yep. Um, I thought Saka looked awesome. He didn't get anything. He's the one guy. He didn't even kinda... register on the table for bonus points. The bonus oh, points. And he's. That's why I said he had five five chances created, which is tied for most of any player this week. He still took three shots. He put one on target, which was as good as any pretty much anybody else did in the match, other than Jesus. He and Martinelli were both in the box a ton. Eight touches in the box each, but Saka. Didn't get an assist, and Martinelli did, and so you end up like it ends up yet an, yet again another week where Martinelli gets you some. So I, I like I like I said I I'm not I don't I don't fault anybody who went to Saka. I feel like he still is like 
I think that was uh, something that we said during the match. That, like Early in the season, Martinelli, everything was going down the left. Everything was coming from Martinelli's side. Now it's kind of shifted, and the and the numbers had changed in the last five weeks. Saka had four straight weeks of returns. This was the this well. This was the first week in five in five weeks that he didn't get something. But the difference was this: who who started this match? Who hadn't been starting? Zinchenko. Oh, true. Zinchenko had been out for those four weeks, and the the traffic had shifted up Saka's side. Zinchenko had now been back. And I just wonder if that changes. All of a sudden, now Martinelli's back in the score sheet. I, two other things about Arsenal here. Okay. First of all, Granit Xhaka is a completely acceptable, maybe fourth, fifth midfielder for sure. I, uh, I've already, I think we did it last week, I've already made a case against Andreas Pereira. I have no, I, I do not understand the uh, faithfulness to that guy. I don't think you need him. And if you can make, Jaka, your fifth guy instead of Andreas Pereira, you would be very much better. I can't. I, I could go through the numbers. I will do it in the FPL America the article to give actual like numbers as a comparison between well, the two of them. I can, I don't know about a comparison. I can tell you Jaka's because I went through this the other day. Number one, he's eleventh in midfield scoring overall. It's not even close. And I'll then, just say that. And then out of the eight matches that he's played, he's given you four returns, four offensive returns. So he's fifty percent. On someone who's 5.1. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. And I I know how crazy that sounds. I've been saying it from the very beginning of the season. He is so far forward in places he shouldn't be, and he keeps getting on the score. He's 50% on scoring returns. Jaka's 5.1. Andreas is 4.6. I mean, you haven't – if you have Jaka and you haven't haven't gained a tenth on him, if you have Pereira, you haven't gained a tenth on him either. Like, it's – a point five difference is, seems like it should be no big deal. I just there's no comparison between them. The biggest thing is that Jaka's played pretty much one game more than Andreas Pereira by minutes. He's played sixty minutes more than Andreas Pereira. That's a that's a match. Like that's I mean I get it. Like you, you that that could have, you know postponements postponements can change that change that but whatever. I just think that Jaka, you know, you said it. I mean he's. He's out shooting him. He's creating more, just as many chances. He has more assists than Andreas Pereira, which you think is impossible, but it's not. So, um, the second thing, early in the season, I think there was concern about whether or not Ben White was going to keep his spot, and that concern is gone. No, it is absolutely ben, ben gone. White is is playing, and there is no Tomiyasu except off the bench. Ben White gets you an assist here. He's the only gunner defender who gets you points and he's four or five again i ask why is why is everyone going to saliba ben white's in well, here at 4.5 saliba's the top scoring defender at he's the scored moment a couple goals hasn't he he has scored a couple goals and at the at the moment he's he's 5-0 his current price is 5-0 i he's, yeah, he's, up, to, he's up to 5-0 he's four now seven for me he's still the second most added defender even right this second only kieran trippier is more than him Right now. What's Liverpool going to do? They're going to score on them? I'm, I'm joking. Yes. I don't, I don't the expect. The answer is yes. I don't, I don't expect Arsenal to keep a clean sheet this next week. What okay. will you give, Dave, if Arsenal keeps a clean sheet against Liverpool, even if it's nil-nil? I, I don't think that can happen. I I mean. I, this has Darwin Nunez. Like, I don't know. Maybe they do shut him out. I don't know. I don't know. 
it's a fair question because I agree. I think that's kind of a crazy, a crazy ask for a clean sheet. But you know what? What have I said? I've said that it's not just how you play. It's also who you play and when, right? Everybody plays the same schedule, the same clubs over the course of the season. But when you play teams is really underestimated. It's fair. And, you know, here again is another week where Liverpool is playing an informed team in the table. It's just been every week, it seems like the team there. Now, there are years when they've been able to rise above that, right? You, you don't, you know, and you're making the smirk like, Winning teams are going to win. I mean, no, it's, I, mean, I hear that, but but it it does matter when you play teams. And Arsenal first place, flying high off the New London Derby. My only hope is that this is that classic. This is not a college football podcast, but trap game. You know where they maybe have a letdown after the North London Derby victory. I That's don't know. My only hope at this point. That's a fair hope. My my assessment right now, cat is going bananas. What's this cat's name, Brian? Zoe. Zoe is going bananas. Um, my my thought is this, Scott. I hope that obviously I hope that doesn't happen. But if there's one team that's been whipping Arsenal's <laughs> over the last few years, it has been Liverpool. And uh, I I think they're gonna. I think they've had Liverpool circled on their calendar. I mean, obviously North London Derby is a big deal, but Liverpool's been whipping their butts. They've been able to compete with Tottenham. They've been at times have even been been able to compete with City, but Liverpool keep, every time they play get a last second goal and either tie, either draw or beat them and indoor stomp their face like Liverpool has stomped their face multiple times. So I for me Liverpool's the match where you got to show up and like freaking get it done. For for Arsenal, just a reminder that it's Liverpool then at Leeds then a blank. That's your next three for Arsenal. So unless you have a wild card. Or you have a plan to bench your Arsenal assets. Yep. I mean, you got to. And know remember, this, it's an Arsenal City match of blanks. So everyone's probably got three City players, and some people, most yep. people probably had two Arsenal players. So all of a sudden, you got five. Like, and I'm in that boat right now. I'm I think right. Arsenal at Leeds has. I mean, this is two awesome games. I love that this. This is the two matches before Arsenal blanks. I just love it. And I don't. And uh, Thomas Partey gets a ten. His goal was amazing. That was his first shot on target this season. Yeah. I no. Just, yeah. yeah that don't. No one. Please say. don't go buy. If you're going to buy any Arsenal defender that's low priced, buy Granit Xhaka. All right. Let's travel to Manchester City three. Sorry, no. City six. United three. Wrong nine, city. Nine goals in this one. Okay. So obviously, the headliner here is Erling Holland with his hat trick. Yeah. You either captained him or you didn't. Dave and I didn't. That's why Dave's upset at the start of the pod and why Sunday went sideways for him. Uh, either way, hat trick, Holland. What I loved is that you know when the match kicked off, there was this stat about how you know Holland was on pace to score 60 goals this season. You know, By the end of this match, the pace, I think, is up to 66. And now, you know, that's what everybody's talking about. Everybody's talking about what he's on pace to score. This is the same Holland who, if he stays healthy all season, it'll be the first it'll time be he's ever record. done that. It'll be the first time he's ever done it. In his career. Yeah. And I know he's not wicked old, but still, yeah. in his career. So, I mean, let's enjoy it now. For like sure. You said, like you said, Dave, I mean, it's almost not tactic there, there's no tactics well, that, or strategy that's here what, it's what pisses me off right so 
I wasn't trying to be super cute guy. Honestly, I thought Manchester United was was tougher than they are, and they would wouldn't fold like they did, and they folded like like Ten Hag got the tactics so bad wrong. Their effort looking back, uh, look back and watch the extended highlights. Their effort was so piss poor. No wonder they got thrashed six nothing. It was so pathetic, and so to watch that to watch United give that type of effort to have to watch Ten Hag's um, tactics be that poor. And then I just, I just didn't think that would happen. So bottom line is did I think Holland would score. Yeah. I figured he probably would. Uh, would he score Not a hat three. trick? Yeah. No, I, get, I wasn't betting a hat trick and then two assists. On exactly. Top of that? It's exactly my point. So, it, but what also pisses me off is that we're, we're now into a season where captain doesn't matter. At this point, and, and I missed the boat. Obviously, most people didn't miss the boat because uh, most people captain Holland. And I'm pissed. Yeah, I'm pissed because I didn't captain. This is the second time I didn't captain get, didn't captain him when he's scoring hat tricks. And I am now – I've been making good fantasy decisions, I feel like, all season and have been at mid-table to top or whatever. And now all of a sudden I'm wicked behind again because one week I didn't captain Erling Holland. When everyone else was captaining him, yeah. like that pisses me off, and it also just takes the strategy out of it. Like for the rest of the year, everyone, if he's healthy, will captain him, and so it just it. And, and again, I've been saying this FPL. I know you listen sometimes. Like you need to figure out something else with the vice captains because every well, every, every I, I was going to say now there's there's talk of you know I've seen it more than one time of like just doing like doing away with captain period like getting rid of captains because the captain has such a massive impact on what happens to your score every week. I don't know that they're going to do that. However, I mean, it is something that has been, you know, between men and blazers talking about how the handicap Holland, you know, in real life football, that if that, you know did what you I would see love? thing with him. Yeah. Yes. When have Foden, that if Foden and a baby born, baby Bjorn. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I tell you what, I would be okay with if the captaincy overall in FPL ends up on one player more than 50%, then, then that, it cancels and it goes to everyone's vice captain who 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 chose that player for more than 50%. They can, I'm sure like, there's a way they could do it based on almost like well, the way that they factor in like sales, almost like there's a certain like that it's weighted based on listen, like percentage. FPL I don't has think more dead and fake teams than Twitter has bots. Well, I was going to say so you're I, not going to be able to set that rule until FPL figures out its fake team problem. I was going to say 82% well, it, uh, earlier, it was 82.6% selected for Holland, which I said I feel like now that's a good indication of how many dead teams there are because it it should be 100. I, I like I don't know how he could how can he go up? I, I that's I, in like, ownership. Yeah, like I, at this point, I'm just not sure if you are playing. Well, there's there's a saying, stat. Fantasy Fix has an active ownership. Well, they know. Who's making well, I'm moves? Just, I guess I'm just wondering if you're playing and you're actively choosing not to have him, and you're tr- like you're trying. I don't know. It just, <laughs> it just doesn't seem like you're doing that unless, like, except to be contrarian or like that. You know, the dude that won a few years ago that you know didn't have any Liverpool or whatever. Like, unless I, you're just saying like, you know what? I hate Manchester City, so that he yeah. will not come into my. Yeah, team. I mean, I I spent a year playing FPL without any United. City or Chelsea players. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I didn't do terribly. I finished second that year. But there is such thing as doing too well to be able to 
actually stay with. I mean, Dave mentioned it. Two weeks, he's not Captain Holland, and that's about what he's behind, right? That's just yeah, how it goes. It's insane. It it is. It it. This is why startups have been attempted in the FPL space, in in the fantasy soccer space. Yeah. Because there just isn't there isn't much to do when you have something from week to week so important well, as the captain. It's not even a decision. I was gonna say there's no point even there's no point talking about stats with him because he blew the the stat conversation we talked about you know five weeks ago about how moot the point is with that but does even like does having holland make having salah a moot point you're never going to captain salah as long as you know barring injury if city have even an okay matchup you're not going to on paper you you said that's what i was going to say there's not gonna be nine goals scored in a in a manchester derby but what matchup isn't good for city at this point What's not? What is a bad matchup for them? Arsenal. Even, even City. Even There's Man- goals in City Arsenal too. I was gonna say Manchester City at Liverpool in two weeks. Are you gonna honestly? Are you gonna captain Salah over Holland in that match? No, no. I'm why, not- why would you? Like the way they're playing. So I just I you know and, and then you add in like Salah's pathetic rhino-footed point scoring this season. He's being beaten by. De Bruyne, Trossard, like you said. Martinelli's a, tied Foden, with him. Madison, Pascal Gross, Bernardo Silva, and Gabriel Martinelli are all at or ahead of Mo Salah this season. What's the point? Rodrigo hadn't played for three weeks. He's only three points behind Salah. Like I, I just, it just such a like a Foden's stats are a little, or Foden's scores a little know. skewed by his hat trick here in this match. But points are points. But let's talk which, about I was this. Say, though. Which Foden? Uh, that's my question. I started the season with Phil Foden. Which, Don't have him now. Which, my game week one team would have crushed in the month of September and start of October. Which Foden do you believe in? This hat trick Foden or three nine two four four two eight Foden? The one with all the fours and the twos. But hold on a second. Five out of eight weeks, he's given you an offensive return. Yeah, I've owned him now for parts of three seasons. He's in that category of player that I just always have at the wrong time, so I'm sour. Five. Okay. So you're sour on Martinelli. Yep. You're sour oh, on Martinelli Foden. is always underperforming his stats. It's just perpetual underperformance okay. of his stats and his eye test. Foden's 8-1. Martinelli is like a 6-5 or something and 6-6 six, six now and... and let me just sit over here with uh, Andreas Pereira and Kieran Dewsbury Hall, <laughs> and uh, we'll we'll call it even. Yeah, and those guys aren't helping out, Scott. We'll, we'll call it They're even. not helping you I out. I don't actually own Dewsbury Hall anymore either. I, I had I got rid of him before I got rid of. Foden. I'm finding it really difficult to take a lot away attacking wise from this match. I feel like just, you don't really take anything away from a derby. You just get through them, hope for the best. Sometimes things work out, sometimes they don't. But you don't get usable information from them. It's when they start to play non-Darby teams again that you get usable information. I think the game script happened exactly the way that you know you would have said, if they score early, then look out for a Manchester City route. And they yeah. did score early, and it was a Manchester City route. Like, Foden getting... He had four shots on target this week. Do you know how many he had in every match combined before this? Do you know how many shots on target Phil Foden had total in the season prior to this match? Four. 
five. Oh, he had, four, he had four shots on target in this game, and he had five total in all matches combined. Nine and eight this. matches, and you're asking me why I sold him. So I, I'm just saying, I he's the second most transferred in, and I well, and, of course he is. He scored right. like a million That's what I mean. fantasy how can, points. How can you deny it? You have you have Holland. You know, cradling him and pointing at his head. No, no, no. People are going to fit forth at each other. No, those transfers in, those people are going to feel the same way about that move next week as all the people did who brought in Sun this past weekend. Now, here's the here's the thing that I really want to ask. This is a little bit off the radar, but I know what's on your radar, Brian Cheska. Yeah. I'm sitting here with a dark orange triangle still on Isak in my squad. Okay. Why wouldn't I? bring in Anthony Martial after his brace. You know what? I don't know. And Same the, price. The only reason you wouldn't, my my one hesitation is that he just came back, he played 31 minutes, but I don't know why you wouldn't. I think it would be, it feels like the savvy move, just to go straight to him, knowing that his 31 minutes and also the scoreline was enough to keep Ronaldo permanently on the bench in a Manchester derby. Like, we're not even going to bring on Ronaldo. Also, you can leave in January, Ronaldo. <laughs> of course he can. <laughs> but the fact that Martial was, like, you know, I said, like, as soon as you saw him back in training, you know, I, I feel like this is the guy we, you know, you kind of been waiting for. He's 6.9. There's nobody that has him. I Everton, Newcastle, Tottenham, Chelsea. In the next four for Manchester United, maybe not the highest upside, but he took the penalty with Bruno Fernandez. That's the that is the big talking point by the end of the match is that Martial took the penalty while Bruno Fernandez was still on the pitch. So I don't know that that's like unless that's like a, we want to get this guy going again. We know we need a striker. That's We're going to do it. That's really interesting. I, I just Martial is the is the guy I think that can make you know like we keep saying Funchester United I want I want we want that team back I'm currently looking at taking three transfers for a cost of negative four okay uh Wissa Pereira and Isak out okay for Xhaka Martial and then Going back to Dewsbury Hall at five pounds, he's he's scoring some points, and five pounds is all I've got in that move. Okay. That'd be my negative four three transfer move. That feels very positive to me. Yeah, for sure, especially with knowing You're dropping that, a bunch of dead weight. Yeah, not only dead weight, but I I don't hate the move for Leicester just because Leicester's they still have four amazing matches yeah, left to go. Yeah, their their schedule's ridiculous. No, I don't hate that. I yeah, I just I I'm. I don't know the price points to be able to say that there isn't somebody else that, you know, if it was me that, but it's not my team. But I, so everything you said, like Martial, I, I can't think of too many players that haven't been out there that, that I want more to succeed coming back in than him. I would love for him to be an option. I was going to talk about him more just because everyone's going to have a Mitrovic decision here before the game week deadline. You've already moved him out. I just uh, last two things about City. One, De Bruyne has five assists in the last three games. Yep. Kevin De Bruyne is—he's not. It could even be better for him 
He, they don't need him to be a scorer, and he's still taking more shots this season than he's taken in a, than in a while. He's he's just it's just so everything's just flowing so perfectly for them in attack. He can barely kick wrong. The second thing is, uh, do you have Cancelo? I do. Do you have Cancelo? I do. Do you care about having him? Because I'm finding a hard time caring about having Kinsella. I mean, he's second overall. I know with total points. 90 minutes here. Zero shots. Not one touch in the box. Doesn't create any chances. On the season, he has taken eight total shots, and he's had one shot on target. Like, is he worth the money? Is that your point? Yes. He's... Had zero big chances, so it's not like he's even... Even if he gets into attacking positions, he's not getting in any good any good ones. Brian. His, his FPL assist, which is what, an FPL assist, came off a deflection in game week two against Bournemouth. Okay, but Brian. He has created the same number of chances as, as Samikas okay. and Luca Dean. Excellent. Okay. I... I'm just saying you're basically you're banking on the fact that he's on Manchester City that they might get a clean sheet, which they haven't been. No, doing. it's offense. It's not clean. And sheet, that it's he offense. might do something good in attack, which he's yeah. done twice this season. That's it. Here's here's the deal. It's all or nothing with Cancelo. Let me read his scores through nine game weeks, eight, eight matches, here. eight matches, eight matches, nine game weeks. Seven, eleven, right. zero, one. 12, 2, 9, 1. Here's the deal. You're asking this question after a 1, and obviously it's a, it's a big 1 because there were some big scores from other players on his, his own team. But I'm telling you, next week it's just as likely to be 10. For sure. And it's you're so, happy right. to have I, I'm not saying, because I know it would be, of all the times to get rid of him, ahead of Southampton is not the time to do it (laughs) however you know in two weeks it's liverpool and then it's a blank so we can talk in a couple of weeks i'm definitely not getting rid of him this week i would have absolutely no issue dropping him against liverpool and then you've already you know i'm sure then you're figuring it out if you want him back we've already said after the after their blank you want all of the manchester city you can get ahead of the world cup break so anyway Speaking of Liverpool, thank you for setting that up, Brian. The other goal extravaganza of the weekend, Liverpool 3, Brighton 3. Trossard, another player with a hat trick. At Anfield. Trossard, hat trick at Anfield. That's crazy. Yeah, he was very precise. He was having an excellent day. It's been a good season for Leandro Trossard. Yeah. It's one of those seasons where after another, it's not the first game week that's ended where I'm like, why don't I have him yet? When's the last time you remember a guy going 12 and 20? back-to-back weeks yeah it doesn't happen often usually 12 That's is the really peak. rare is there anything else we talked Trossard we've talked to Salah who had an accidental assist in this match is there anything else that you wanted to mention with these teams uh just that Liverpool uh, there's six of their last seven games Liverpool conceded the first goal yeah. and that oh and, and that, that goes form, into last year too. I was gonna say that yeah. form that form from last courtesy of the Liverpool echo but they've you know they've said the same thing that form has carried over into this season they're yep conceding first often they're conceding a ton liverpool and everton are tied on points right now like i i don't i don't 
know how else to say it other than Liverpool's eleven points behind Arsenal at the moment. That is mind blowing. Eight matches into the season, a lot of I, I can't wrap my mind around that. A lot of draws. Um, and this match, it was fifty five forty five possession. It's not like Liverpool was just. I mean, they had a lot more shots at the end, by the end of the match. But it's three three. Brighton. This is exactly what uh, Roberto. What was it? What is it? De Zagreb. That's who. That's the guy. We should probably say his name at some point. We wrote about it. It was in the, you know just a you know in the article. This is something that was that was talked about a lot coming into this of like what kind of what's his style and he said it. He was like he was he said something to the effect of like Graham Potter left me a really great team. I did I didn't want to do anything to to ruin it. Like he you kind of knew that that was going to happen. Like what was he going to change? He wasn't going to. Not gonna no, change this is a great Brighton. It's a really good team. You have players who know what they're doing already. The probably the disappointing guy is Pascal Gross because he's almost invisible in this one. Didn't create anything. Didn't take a shot. Barely in the box. Like not the. I mean, for a guy who was like probably first choice Brighton player for a while there, he was my sale. I I sold him this week. Okay, so. That was part of my I, my minus four was to get rid of Jesus for the sake of making enough money to turn Pascal Gross into James Madison. Gotcha. So that was that was K- I felt great about you. that. Mo Salah is probably unlucky. I, I would like to. I feel like we've been uh, saying that all season. No, but I, in this match, he actually has the numbers. Where previous matches, there's like he's creating a ton of chances or whatever, but he took a lot of shots here. I mean, he's way more offensive than I feel like he has oh. been. So five shots, four of them in the box, and credited with two big chances in the game, and doesn't and gets and gets you like you know like you said one lucky assist. Yeah, it just seems like that's all he can do this season, and I just I don't know what to say about it other than yeah, down here for sure. There's you, I think it was naive to see you know Liverpool had a legitimate chance. I mean they were. Literally minutes away from a quadruple, and don't get those last two trophies. Yeah, and I think it was naive to think that they were just going to be fine, or that was somehow going to motivate them. No, they're human. That's a letdown. It's yeah. a massive letdown. And you know they're they're playing that way. Things aren't quite right. Maybe Sadio Mane's absence matters. They haven't quite figured it all out, and they also haven't had. Uh, familiarity yet, thanks to his red card with Darwin and and what that yeah. means playing up front in this front three, and 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 that that makes a difference on what Salah does up there. So and obviously, yeah, the defense, there's it, something's not right. I think it starts in front of them, uh, in front of the back four. Either way, I mean, it's, wasn't this the first match Tiago's been back for? Yeah, for a while. several weeks. But here's the deal. I mean, they have a game in hand. It's against Chelsea. If they win that, though, they're they're up into I think fifth. If they draw against Chelsea, they're up into seventh based on goal difference. And it's way too early to be talking about this stuff, but we're talking about them being level on points with Everton and all that stuff. It's way too soon. They've had the unluckiest schedule, in my opinion, uh, of any team that is <laughs> top half. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. Uh, but uh, you know, that's just that's just reality. And they haven't been. They've they've been human, which means they haven't been able to overcome it. Does Firmino do anything for you? 
I mean, now, he's he's obviously still the man here. Yeah, I, I'm moved by his performances, not into my line. It's, it's the year of the forward. Tell him to get in line. Nine, get in line. 90 minutes, 45 minutes, 74 minutes in his last three. That doesn't matter. He's scoring goals. He, he's not starting next match. I think he is starting next is match. Is he? Because he subbed on at 69 minutes against Rangers Darwin today. started Rangers game. Yeah. Okay. I think Firmino starts. Interesting. He's at least form. based on minutes today. I mean, I wouldn't take we him going into. We know what out of form Firmino looks like. This mm. is an in form Firmino. They're not dropping three goal. They're not dropping four, five, six goals on Liverpool. I don't know Ugh. on Arsenal next week. Sure, we'll see. Did Maybe Trent? Did Trent scoring a free kick goal against Rangers? Did that do anything? Nah, he's hot and cold right now too. Okay. Yeah, he, I he's no. It, it it's not enough. Did you like the song that Brighton fans were singing? Adam Lalana, he left because you're shit. <laughs> Stop! Is that real? Uh, yeah, I'm serious. This is a dead oh serious. Oh my song. gosh! So funny how they sang that on a three-three draw. Listen, Brighton's good. They're, they're good, and I'd love to see them finish seventh. I think that'd be great. I don't think it'll happen, but that would be awesome. Um, Burnley their way we had, into a we European did, year. We didn't mention the back-to-back from the Manchester United Manchester City game, which was Anthony scoring back-to-back goals now. Uh, but in this match, there's uh, we mentioned it now. Uh, Solly March and Danny Welbeck, back-to-back assists for both of those guys. Yeah, Brighton looks really good in the overall point tables in FPL. Don't Trossard. Look, yeah, I know. Trossard's the only guy. I'm just saying... Danny Welbeck's played 90 minutes in every match but two this season. Oh, That's gosh. shocking. I'm just saying. That I know. That Don't look now. He is on borrowed time. I, You know what? Credit, huge credit to the Brighton physios. We got to talk about Chelsea. That's fact. Yeah, fair. Uh, let's hope they didn't leave with Graham Potter. Uh, Graham Potter going to Chelsea, of course. Chelsea gets an important three points under Graham Potter, defeating Palace. Palace won Chelsea two. Although everything about this match is about Thiago and refereeing. Again. Wow. Almost wow. every week in the order that I end up writing down notes, it's never the order that you end up going in. And so far, we are it's match Lockstep. for match. Weird, yeah. weird, and I don't weird there's day. I had reasons to not do it this way, but I just it's just an <laughs> odd note, an odd podcast uh, stat point. That's it. Um what did Tiago do? Tiago Oh, the handball. The handball. Yeah. And then later yeah, okay. and then later setting up the goal. Yeah, yes. Yeah. He got the assist. Yeah, it set. Yeah, setting up the goal. That's yeah. He, he the, had the knockdown. He got that, the that, assist. That, that, when you <laughs> set up a goal, that usually means you assisted. Yeah. He got the assist. Yes, he did. And Palace was not happy, starting with their owner Steve Parrish, firing away, literally just questioning why VAR exists in England. Yeah, it's hard to. I mean, Conti for Spurs said they have to be better. Uh, I, you know, it's that VAR needs to be better. Yeah, absolutely. He uh, said in and, Italy they get together for three days every week and they talk and they watch video and they try to get it right. And I don't know if they do that in England or not, but they have to be better. And weird and weirdly enough, r- uh, right argument, wrong reason. Marco Silva was ar- was saying the Marco same Silva, thing. Yeah. Uh, was saying the same thing about um, a Chalaba, lot Nathaniel Chalaba. Yeah. Mm. You're seeing an undermining of VAR. Have you seen the stats about how many red cards are being shown in England this year? No. no. In all of the major leagues, let me, let me, can I just read this to you really yeah, fast? Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm reading this on the BBC's website, BBC Sport website. So in France, red cards are awarded one every 58 fouls. 
In Spain, it's one every 77 fouls are given red cards. Italy, one out of every 114. Germany, one out of 127. These are your kind of leagues right here. In England, one out of 338. It jumps from 127 to 338. The red cards are handed out? For yep, the th- every 338 fouls. There are far fewer fouls being called in England on top of that. But yet they're showing the second most yellow cards in England out of the top leagues. So that's, I think, part of the reason why everyone was yelling about Anthony Taylor's red on Emerson Royal because it's so out of character. Whereas here's, then there's Thiago Silva with a handball, clearly deliberate. He's the last defender on the play, and he's only shown a yellow. Yeah. That's supposed to be and, denial of a goal-scoring opportunity. And he, he did a double swipe, Scott, which absolutely, and I know you love this word, shows intent. Okay? <laughs> well, For me, you, you it can, wasn't like I'll give you, you, that you one. can get by an accidental <laughs> first hand maybe swipe. He missed it the first time and came back with a second. I mean, I joked at the start of the season, it was clear that England was going to try to be more consistent with refereeing by just not calling anything. With red cards, it's very clear, except for Emerson Royal. Sorry, Emerson. Uh, but, I mean, this is this is horrific. And I'm sorry, but Premier League, you are... And I know there's someone new that's in charge. What's he doing differently? How's he making this better? I don't know. He's learning on the job. Well... That's unfortunately not good enough. I get it. I'm with uh, you. When you when you bring in billions of dollars a year from around the world, you need to put on a world class product. And you know what? I watch. I'm I'm enjoying watching my Minnesota United here in MLS, in the United States. This is not an MLS podcast. Whoa, easy, big guy. I actually think the United States referees are better than the English ones. Whoa. And I will stand by that. There is a consistency and an assurance. There's an eye test. It, it's hard Dave, to argue consistency that I see in MLS referees that I don't get in England, and I, I I'm, I, you know, the Premier League is they're losing me by these ridiculous issues. Uh, We're I, coming out of game week nine. There are four managers out of ten matches. Four managers who are literally questioning the existence of VAR. VAR shouldn't be in question. VAR is supposed to be getting it right. Instant Replay has always been able to get it right. It's NFL season now. Well, I Replay gets it right. Last year we criticized VAR a lot. This year they, I don't think uh, calls that are made, especially on goals, I don't know of any egregious goals that have gotten overturned or not happened because VAR got it wrong. Now, well, in you're, this you're, situation, you're, you're making the wrong statement there because you're, it's not about that. It's about the way calls impact matches. We t- led off this pod talking about a North London derby, and Brian asked the question. Actually, I think this was in the one that we didn't hear you in, where you <laughs> said, "You know, I'd like to see the alternate reality of how this match ends when Emerson Royals given a yellow card." Mm-hmm. That's where this is getting it wrong, and and then you have a match we haven't even gotten to yet because it's not really worth talking about. Brenton, uh, Brenton. Brentford and Bournemouth play. Yeah. The VAR sends the referee to the monitor. The referee says, nah, I'm still sticking with my call. It's unreal. Hold on a second. I like that because that never happens. That's not – you normally, like it because it normally, never happens? Normally – No, you, you should like if it if it's get, right. Hold on. No, fair. That's fair. Normally when you go over, you when that referee gets buzzed and he gets – go over – 
VAR almost always a reverse the call. Yeah. Now I'm not. You're right. I'm with you. Let's get the call right. Let's just, so I don't remember that exact play because it was Brentford and Bournemouth, and I did not see any of that match because it was zero zero and it was horrible. I just so, I just want credit for waiting 45 minutes before I went off on a tangent about referees. That's true. Because I mean, can we just admit it? It ruins a weekend of football when referee decisions play an impact like that. No, I went. No. I went to a college soccer match this past week. Last okay. Wednesday, I went to a, a, a local D three college match, and we saw a match. It finished two one, but there was a disallowed goal uh, for an offside call that would have leveled the match late in the match. I don't think it was offside. I was actually right on the line of because we were right on the edge of the 18-yard box. It was on a free kick. And was there somebody we know refereeing on that line? No, no, oh. no. Not <laughs> okay. Andrew, Andrew All the right. ref wasn't on this call. All right. But, you know, I mean, student section's going crazy. I'm, I'm arguing the call from my seat. And I turned to my wife and I said, this is the unfortunate thing about soccer. And she goes, what? Because she's not really a big sports fan at all. She okay. just she was there for the social aspects, and she likes being at games. But I turned around and I said, this is the bad part about soccer. And she goes, what? And I said, the referee almost always has an impact on the result. Okay. I can't say you're not right there. But I, I just want to go back to the few years ago when there was no VAR. And... You could argue if you go back and think about where you were and were asking for it. I referees were still making calls. They were still making calls. Now, obviously, we can see if they're right or wrong, but they were still making calls. And again, either getting them right or wrong, or there's a lot. There's a lot of bad calls. Yeah, we've made progress. No, we haven't. We haven't. No, No, it's it's highlighted. It's highlighted problems in a different area. No. Yeah. Especially like. Let letting them play through an offside call, and then if the goal goes, it goes. But that's the problem. We have such a. I've said this before. The moment they started drawing lines on the screen for offside, they ruined it for everything else. They ruined it for themselves. They shot themselves in the foot because they decided to take a level of precision with offside calls. Which, sure, fine, that's fine. I mean, you could argue that these aren't actually so precise. Uh, with these offside calls, depending on where they stop the camera. But fine, sure. They're precise about it. That's great. I I want it right, 100%. So I'm not going to argue that. But then when you have every, literally every other kind of call, and you're just going to leave that up to discretion, you're going to leave that up to intent, you're going to call it whatever you're going to call it. I mean, the fact that we can sit here and argue about Emerson Royal kick to the leg and whether that's a yellow or red is a fundamental problem for Premier League refereeing and football. Because nobody, starting with the announcers on the match, nobody could tell us what the rules say as far as whether or not that should be yellow or red. Like, I can watch an NFL game, and I can know pass interference when I see it. Now, the referees might get it right or they might not. But but at least the announcers can say this should have been pass interference because of the contact here, the grabbing here. The NFL, whenever there's a problem, a controversial call, they try to fine-tune their rules to fix it. Remember how many years it took for them to figure out what a catch was? and how, you know, That was a mess, but they got there, right? We don't have that controversy anymore. Why? Because the NFL went all in on the problem and fixed it with their rules. Premier League never did that. We thought VAR was going to fix it, 
then it just made us realize, no, actually, VAR is not going to fix it because the problems are even deeper. Or they just didn't fix it in the right way. Well, I'm not. Regardless, let's let's bring this back to fantasy. I'm not saying you're not right. No, I know. Um, We could argue this all day long. You're just not wrong yet. You're just not wrong yet. Well, I'm not wrong, (laughs) period, on this one. Chelsea, Tiago, he got to start on this. Chelsea gets the three points. Brian, what do you want to take away from Chelsea's win? Uh, Do you care about Aubameyang here? No. Okay. Uh, I, I, I think it's interesting. Is he a forward or is he a midfielder? He's a forward. Yeah, who cares? Get in line. Uh, he's in line behind Firmino. He what's his price is what nine? I know that's the problem with it. Get in line. It's I would like, agree with a, Scott. He, he there's a lot of guys who are doing things in the forward position. I wasted a lot of time I, in this pot time with refereeing, so I'll let you talk about a bombing if you want to. But the I, bottom line is, I'm no. just saying that I think he gets like he scored a nice goal this week. I think Chelsea's schedule is favorable enough for a while that if he scores again this week, that I think he might be might. He might be making he might gain some, some he traction. He might force a rethink. So, so we'll see. One of the big ones was that Kepa started here. Mendy's been uh, M- Mendy's been injured, but Graham Potter has been non-committal on whether or not Mendy or or Kepa is the number one goalkeeper. Kepa at a four-four. Yeah. Kepa is four, interesting four. for Chelsea. A Graham Potter because Chelsea. this is not this is not two years ago. Kepa who can't make a save anymore. The one or or be nice. To anyone, either. What was he mean? Yeah. Was he yelling at people? Yeah, remember when he wouldn't come off? No, remember remember when he wouldn't come off the pitch in that cup match? Yeah. Um, (laughs) So, I mean, I just it's a it's a thought. Considering you get a, it's interesting. Yeah. No, that's something to keep an eye on. I I do think. Um, but you know, nobody from. Look, everything was ruined here. Edward scores a goal that ruins the clean sheet for anybody that had a Chelsea asset. So many people went to Zaha with good reason, and Zaha ends up getting nothing except into a Instagram battle with Reese James. That's it. Just that. Hey, I love. It. I Look. think the the Crystal Palace schedule and the yes. Chelsea schedule going out here are are still too good. I think on both sides that you would. That if their players get, aren't a consideration. If you went and got Zaha this week, keep the faith. Look at their schedule; it's fantastic. So, the so the green matchups, all, the green matchups all in a row, might sway some people to go to Crystal Palace defenders. I just don't know. I don't know Ooh. why. Tyreek really, Mitchell is way too twenty nineteen. Tyreek Mitchell is twenty twenty nine. Uh, James Tompkins is three nine. He played in this match because uh, Klein after Klein left with his <laughs> his injury. Um, but Joachim Anderson, I think, is probably the he's probably the highest. I don't know. Is there an upside with a Crystal Palace defender? He missed out with a minor injury. Hey, Dave, what's worse, me wasting listeners' time on refereeing decisions, or Brian wasting our time on you? It's just a it's just a Gahey is four is four point three, and I'm saying that that you're looking at everybody's schedule here, and And Crystal Palace has a fantastic. And when you click anyone's name and you see that field of green, and you look at your defense and say, "I have Nico Williams, and I don't like that anymore." Uh, can I can I make him be someone else? And you're like James ah, Tompkins. It could be Mark Gahey for four point three. <laughs> uh, I just I feel like there might be better. No, that's fair. Anyway, that's, that's fair. it. That is the end. Get, uh, get hey off. Brian, what what club are we going to talk about next? Newcastle. Just like in Newcastle. Castle. Unbelievable. Fulham won. Newcastle. Yeah. The, weirdness, the weirdness continues. Almiron makes the team of the week, but. 
you know what's interesting is the announcers after this one, they were talking about if you know Callum Wilson can stay healthy now. Mm-hmm. He's back from his first injury. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah, if Callum Wilson can do something he's never done in back, his entire career, well, back, he's, back and he's, better than ever. He you know, gets hurt once in the fall, gets hurt again in the spring. It's mm-hmm. it's you know it's like a contractual obligation at this point. But Kenny put something together to give Gareth Southgate something to think about. And it made me realize, you know, every spring leading into a World Cup summer, we're talking about World Cup motivation for players, right? We try to capitalize on that with our fantasy teams. Why aren't we doing that right now with guys like Callum Wilson and anyone else who's trying to make I, a World Cup squad? I'll tell you that I would trust Callum Wilson to do, fill that role more than I would trust Ivan Tony to do it. Huh. That's a good line right there. there those, are, health, those are fighting words right there, Dave. Health or no health. I just feel like what Callum Wilson has, like when he is fit, he is, he is consistent. In Callum his Wilson's quality. got England call-ups, right? Ivan Tony just got his first. Gareth Southgate, if anything, he is loyal to a fault with his players, right? We know this. See Harry Maguire. Yeah. So geez. Callum Wilson has a chance if he can put some form together for Newcastle. Is he scored in three of four games for Newcastle? This right, season. right, right. That's what I'm saying. And, and uh, it's Newcastle an, it has drew never... the the crazy, unbeatable Manchester City. Let's not forget what it took for City to come back in that match. They were down three one. I just, I'm. It has never been an issue of Callum Wilson not being a good finisher, not not getting actual points. It has always been. It's just a matter of time with that hamstring. 66 minutes, like great management. He comes in, he gets a goal, he takes some good shots, and he's right back off again. You got your three points and he's out. And and like we said, Isak is not, like, it is not an either or with them. Eddie Howe has already said, they're going to find a way to play the two of them together. I mean, if if they can both be healthy at the same time and stay, stay that way for a while, like... Yeah, that's fantastic. I didn't put my mouth on it. No, well, no. Is this, you spilled it. I just waterfalled it. Yeah. I, didn't, well, I didn't even see you. You didn't notice me do that? No. What I want to know is... I just saw you rubbing your neck. <laughs> I dribbled. There's a little dribble came out. <sighs> In a segment, a new segment, that we're going to call Miguel Almiron, what are we doing here, people? <laughs> Two it- goals, I get it. I get it. 15 points. It happens no matter who does well. He is the fifth most transferred in midfielder. This is the Gotta second. Be the dumb, dumb this is the week. second game this season he's gotten a return. What are you doing? For what? I like. I just don't. I, like what? What has he done at any point to warrant? Like to warrant this, especially when you have a a Newcastle that's playing Fulham that loses. Uh, Alexander Mitrovic in the first thirty some minutes, like not an, an obviously not as threatening Fulham as it could be. I just do not. I don't understand the move to Almiron. No, I don't I, I've made I've made worse calls than that. I just I, he definitely he he always looks the part whenever he's out there, but. No, he's yeah he's Saint Ma- classic disappointment. Saint Maximin is about to come back. I Ugh. just, I just Ugh. am not. I don't understand. It. All right, Brian, I'm tempted to go to Leicester next, but I'm thinking West Ham. Can you just say real quick, you do not have Mitrovic on principle? Yeah, no. 
You had Mitrovic. I did. And I would have, and I had him, I still have him, but you have sold him already. What is your advice to anyone that has him? Keep or sell? Do Let me we, give do you Do we names. know his fitness? No. All Marco Silva would say is that he's. Uh, okay. I don't that he, like that guys. It has to be assessed. I don't like guys when they. Have er, to be assessed. Well, no. I don't like guys when they just plop down the ground early in a game and then call people out. You already knew he was injured, but so everyone wanted to ignore really, that because he's because he's because he's meat. Yeah. Because and he's so a warrior. If meat, if meat <laughs> sits down and yeah. calls the physios over at the 30 minute mark, that concerns me. And I don't like guys once they get hurt, even if they're out for a couple weeks coming back, their mojo's gone. So I would say get off of him and then if he comes back and he starts doing his meat thing, then go back to him. But there's so many other forwards. I, I wouldn't waste that spot right now, Scott, as you've already alluded to. Um, like, there's so many forwards that you can have would in your Would you go squad. from him? If, I mean, I would say anyone you can afford, but it, it's not a horrible It's not a horrible difference between him and Callum Wilson. Would you do that? Yeah, I don't hate that. Uh, it's crazy. I mean, I mock Callum Wilson, but when he's healthy, he scores. He just doesn't stay healthy long. But he's played in four matches this season, and he's scored in three of them. Would you sell him Ollie, for Ollie Watkin? No. Okay. I wouldn't get near Villa. But for Wilson, okay. I would. I like I like Newcastle's mojo. Anthony Martial is the exact same price. Would you do that? I haven't seen him start a game yet. Too risky? I need I need to see I need to see Martial start. We just told Scott five minutes ago or twenty five well, minutes ago. Well, but you didn't compare him to Callum Wilson. Okay. I know Callum Wilson is going to start. Scott. These are in the same range. And you love Callum Wilson. Scott, honestly, I like the Callum Wilson move better than the Martial only because I haven't seen Martial start a match yet. Hmm. Um, okay. Do you think anything? I have a hard time going from Isak to Callum Wilson. I don't know why. I just Same team. Feels funny to me. Skamaka, West Ham, 6.7. I have less. my eye on him. Uh, that'll be interesting. West Ham have Fulham and Southampton in their next two. Is Skamaka... Did, no. did he do enough to start? <laughs> no. I, no okay. Not I just, even a little bit. I want to I keep my eye on him, but like I, I think... Look, if, if, he, if he gets a goal this week, yeah, then it's all of a sudden now it's time to start looking at him. The guy I wish you could count on. I wish Leicester would just suck it up and let Pats and Daka start, but... Too too much uncertainty with him. It's asking way too much. Anyway, just wanted to say like that's not selling selling Mitrovic. I you I feel like there's a lot. I I honestly I don't I I honestly was thinking about moving to Ollie Watkins just because Aston Villa has such a good schedule here coming up. But I just don't like any any of the Villa mojo right now. So it's I, not, I'm not, it is not great. I I don't fault anyone doing it, but I'm not into it. But Newcastle's mojo, yeah, I'll take that. And I wouldn't feel Moj. even the slightest bit bad about getting. If you can replace him with anyone useful, I, I can't wait. West Ham. Yeah, I don't like Skamaka. Oh, that's who I, is that who I, that's who I thought you were going to talk about yeah. next? Oh, it is great. Yeah, no, yeah. Yeah. that's oh, fantastic. Uh, you, yeah, no, FPL, reason, no reason to bang the table. FPL Scout no, was, is that was a happy. Oh, okay, all right. FPL Scouts uh, banging the drum now for Jared Bowen officially. Saying that he's well, honestly, if y'all just shots. call up uh, League Billy and ask him uh, every week, who are you going to this week, Billy? That no one's going to. He could tell you. I think I went to Jared Bowen, and then I, he and then he would tell me I went to James Madison. I think that I think that West Ham had the schedule 
Bowen was a consideration even a, a few weeks ago. West Ham's schedule wasn't wasn't so terrible. I just because I remember even saying we I wrote about it a couple weeks ago just to say, hey, look, I mean, here's your chance. He hasn't done anything. This was his. He came back with a bang. Look, zero returns this Madison, season. Madison, I I was a Madison owner early, so. I am easily can get in the Madison bandwagon, and I have. He's already he's he's in my team now. But my my point being is Bowen Bowen was a Bowen was unreal top five performer last year. This year, in a weird way, hadn't done anything. Literally giving you zero returns for the first right. seven matches of the season, and you can look at it and go, oh, finally, maybe he's going to be due. It's wicked long shot to go to him. Honestly, going into this week, it's a bad FPL move. Did it pay off? Yes. This is like catching a card on the river in poker when you didn't have a hand, <laughs> and then all of a sudden you catch a river card, and you never should have been in the, in the beginning. That's what the Bowen move was this week. So, League Billy, kudos. You cashed in on a, on a river hand that you should, should have never been in. But, honestly, in fairness, this is someone yeah. who has – this is not like someone who we haven't seen perform before. This is someone who is, like I said, top five performer last year. Jared Bowen is on a good West Ham team. He's underperformed all year. So does this surprise me? No. It's just surprising how long it took to get there. So, yeah, like I hope for Jared Bowen this is a sign of things to come. I'm surprised he's outside the top 10 for midfielder transfers in. I'm real, I've, I find that strange, honestly. I yeah. feel like it's like, I, I mean, I get, but then you look, at the, you look at the people ahead of him at his price. Foden, are you going to Bowen or Foden? Foden, if you probably. have the money. Foden, if you have the money, are you going to Bowen or Madison? Madison. You don't have them. Assuming you don't right. have. Assuming them. you don't have. Are you going to Zaha or Bowen? Uh, probably Zaha. Are you going to uh Anthony Manchester United Anthony or Jared Bowen? Maybe Anthony's a consideration. Manchester United at Everton and then home to Newcastle. Yeah, in their no, next team. Yeah, I mean your point's valid. I'm just saying. I just, right. I, I, I understand. I guess I understand why you're going to these other people. But Bowen, I don't know. I, I'm surprised to see him that low. That's all. Anything else in this match? Yeah, I got a guy. You got a guy? Yeah. Uh, defender, West Ham defender, Tilo Carrer. Who? Tilo, top, top defender uh, in the game week. Yeah, four point five three zero point three percent. To me, I mean, he gets an assist on. Uh, I don't know who's – I'm guessing it was probably the Bowen goal. I think Bowen assisted. I think they credited Bowen after the fact on the Skamaka goal. And then Carrer gets the – it's much more German than that. Uh, but either way, he has – first of all, he fe- he featured for Germany against England last week. So he's on the German national team. Oh, He started for West Ham every week since game week three. He His performance has kept – Vladimir Sufal out of the starting lineup. He's beaten Vlad? Yeah, oh yeah. West Ham official website is suggesting adding him in FPL. They said it last week. Going into this match, they suggested Do we doing have his it. attacking stats? Don't need Brian? it. I, I just don't. I, there's not enough. He doesn't have enough because his numbers haven't been fantastic. Okay. He's got, like, there's a couple weeks where, like, they concede two and he gets a yellow card. Okay. Or he they concede one and he ends up with a one or something like that. Like it's just it's it's been weird numbers. But I mean it's been it's something that they've they've talked specifically about. If his quality of play, 
that it's been enough that he's he's maintained his starting position and he's about as cheap of a way as you can get in that's reliable. I, I'm speaking to myself as an Emerson uh, Palmieri owner. 4.0 Emerson for West Ham, who I was kind of hoping would get more starts, but he's not. But Kerr is the easier way into the West Ham defense. Wolves, with some good matchups coming up. Wolves it. have nothing. I mean, they do have a new manager, so that might be interesting to see how things develop. Uh, per, per the Wolves themselves, Steve Davis and James Collins will be preparing the team this week for their trip to Chelsea. Does that inspire any confidence uh, in Wolves of any kind for you? <laughs> well, get get me Chelsea players is what uh, it screams. I mean, Bruno Laga did everything wrong. Yeah, he did. He did the, everything wrong. This we a, saw it coming. Like, oh, we, for we sure. say this all the time. If we can, if we well, can feel like we can make better decisions yeah. than the actual manager, that yeah. manager's soon to be gone. Yeah, uh, for sure. And then Connor Cody goes to Everton. Look at Everton's results since Connor Cody has gotten there. Yeah. And then we haven't even talked about them. But I want to bring him up. Connor Cody, honestly, if you look at the numbers statistically, is a reasonable fantasy play. Yeah. But we'll get there in a I, minute. I would have said no. Wait, 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 wait. I would Brian, have said absolutely not. How many weeks have we talked about Everton saying? I know this. I said this last week, and I'm like, Dave's been like, "Are we really wasting time I, on Everton?" I, it's just that it's just that Connor Cody doesn't. I mean, his goals when he scored for Wolves, they were so out of nowhere. It's somebody who scores goals uncharacteristically, and then all of a sudden pops up with like three in one season, and already, like, I would have just said. Why wouldn't you, if you had the option between 4.4 James Tarkowski or 4.8 Connor Cody, why in the world would you go to Connor Cody? And then who scores the goal for Everton this weekend? It's Cody. On a, yeah, Connor Cody. Well, Yet again. His a, last five matches, 8-2-6-5-9. On Everton, for God's sakes. <laughs> That's They're insane. not terrible. Everton's not bad. They made great well, local Tarkowski signings. Tarkowski and Cody should probably be the starting center back pairing for the England national team. Did you team. see me say that on Slack a couple weeks ago? No. But it just makes sense. The argument about so Harry Maguire. So that means Maguire. if I can come up with it, then it's really not that good of a point. Because I came up with it. No, I'm saying point. we're in agreement on this. No, no, I know. Southgate clearly doesn't have a, a center back pairing he can trust. When you list the options after Maguire, they're not great. Ming's... Mings started his share of matches and stones his share back at the Euros, but no one's thrilled about that. And you need something now. And you're out of international breaks before the World Cup. Why not go with the club pairing of Cody and Tarkowski who are playing together week to week? I, I that's that's my point. And they're not slackers either. How many, no. how many assists will Connor Cody finish the season with? Probably Two and he has one. No. He has one. He got an assist against Brentford in a game that they conceded and ends with three bonus points to get that eight. So his six and five against Liverpool and West Ham are like we've already said, how they manage to keep clean sheets against Liverpool and West Ham are absolutely it's inexplicable. I and then a game that they concede against Southampton, he scores a goal. I like I to me I Brian, do not I, in any way count I on so, Connor Cody getting anything offensive. I so period. understand your point. Yeah, and I can't argue against it. I'm just saying in his last four out of five matches, he's given you return, and so I'm just like whether it's a clean sheet or it's a assist or goal, and I know that those aren't going to come much. So I'm just saying, and but I also believe in the fact that 
Ian Tarkowski, I think, are a good center back pairing. And believe it or not, they've made Everton a better team. By the FPL's own threat metric, which measures the goal-scoring threat of whatever yes, player the there ICT is. the ICT index. The ICT index, which has not been as, as yet unmentioned on this podcast. <laughs> makes its, <laughs> this makes season. It, makes its FPL America debut this tonight. Season. The only Everton, oh the only Everton defenders to measure in the top thirty of goal threat this season, James Tarkowski, and the now injured uh, Nathan Patterson. Tarkowski is in your top ten for goal threat on the season. So I like I just look. I'm not saying don't get Connor Cody. People are gonna do it. They did it last week. And they're going to do it again because he outscored Tarkowski. Hey, uh, Tarkowski is 4.4 and Cody is 4.8. To me, that 0.4 is enough that you sh- that I can't I can't believe next, anyone even did it in the first place. The next two weeks, their matchups are they're playing United and Spurs. So don't add Cody yet. Don't well, don't expect returns. He's in already those up matches. to 4.9. He was 4.8 and now he's 4.9. People have already put his price up. Hey, and listen, I mean, there's a guy, the guy who cost them a clean sheet and clean sheet points for the center backs this past game week, Joe Rebo, is a decent player for Southampton. If you're going to talk about a Southampton player, I think it starts and ends with Joe Rebo. Brian, you know the record they set this weekend, right? <laughs> yeah, I do. Uh, Southampton set the record this weekend for... Uh, for hyphenated <laughs> names, <laughs> players in the yes. one starting lineup. Absolutely, it was it was fantastic. You're never going to see this ever or again. As, uh, or as or uh, as who said it? I think it was was it Squawka? What what website said it? it Might have been who scored said called him double barreled. Yeah, no, no, double barreled. Kyle Walker Peters, Duje Kaleta Carr. I definitely have not pronounced that right. Armel Belakachap. Yeah, Belakachap. We love Ainsley that guy. Maitland Niles. It's your guy. James Ward Prowse. Of course. I mean, your and other guy. Stuart Dash Armstrong. No. I'm kidding. <laughs> that's jokes there. All jokes. But no, no, that's ridiculous. There's five. There's five hyphenated names. It's insane. It's insane. It is insane. I in agree with insane. you. Insane. Yeah, it's totally insane. All right. You're not having any of those people, though, right? I mean, I still like Bella Kotchap in real life. but In real life, I'll team. take Bella Kotchap on my team. All right, so we said the one thing that matters from the Bright, Brighton, not Brighton, Brentford-Bournemouth match. Leeds and Aston Villa, we referenced them. Sinistera's double yellow was Bournemouth and Brentford, ridiculous. Ivan Tony gets you a one. Yeah. I have no idea. I, I, Are you an Ivan Tony owner? No. Yeah, me neither. I I, I, I'm not on the Ivan Tony bandwagon. Get, go... All right, Scott go ahead. Say, I just want to. I just wanted to point that out because it makes me angry that yeah. it's so. He was so, felt yeah. like he was so essential there for us. For sure, um, Leeds. Uh, Rodrigo's back, and I'm waiting to go to him. I'm waiting to go to Rodrigo. I'm speaking just, of, just speaking give me of, the moment, and I'm speaking going. Speaking of games that you would like to see it play out with eleven on eleven. Uh, it was 7-4. Villa had was out shooting Leeds 7-4 at halftime. It finished 19-6 in favor of Villa. And yeah, because Sinistera was a Yeah, that was this that was that Horrible. was I'm not that wow, was wow, an wow, inarguable wow. like that's and also you should be glad that's a straight up like no hesitation letter of the law. Don't do that. 
and and go sit down. Well, uh, no, actually. Like, did you like sure, Ashley Young? Sure. Did you like Ashley Young? Like, like kind of saying like basically waving by. <laughs> kind of helping guide him off. I thought that was. I feel like why, that's the kind of thing that would get start fights. Why can we get fights. that one right? That and ripping off your kit shirt after scoring a goal. Those are the only things we can seem to get right in England. After all of the, for after all of nineteen shots for Aston Villa, it was still Patrick Bamford setting up. Uh, it was which one was it? Was it was it cock or click? It was one of the. It was either. It was the cock or the click that got to the that almost scored at the end. The cock or the click to to win it for for Leeds at the end it was in stoppage time. It was Leeds was Leeds was was one off kick away from from getting all three points here. It almost sounded like you said bleeds, bleeds, which, which is funny. Uh yes, Dave Rodrigo is back. And uh, I'm itching. He I'm itching. He I got itchy trigger, trigger picked, He basically finger. picked up where he left off. He took three shots here, and and one of them, I think, it got it got a new one and off from the crowd. Okay. So right. he only played 68 minutes. Who knows if he had stayed let's out not, the entire let's time let's with not us in Astera? Let's not I'm rush just him saying. Out. Yeah. Um, Villa a little unlucky. Coutinho hit the post right after uh, Sinistera went off. So Villa, Villa's a dumpster fire. G- uh, Gerard should. Should be worried. Uh, well, that leaves us with Lester. There are Ollie Watkins stats, but I'll I'll save those. I don't know. Save yeah. those. Okay. okay. That leaves us with Lester. Yeah. Four goals against Forest, moving themselves out of the bottom spot on the table. Mm-hmm. The story here, fantasy wise, is James Madison. Yeah. Usually, when you have nineteen versus twenty in the table, there's not a lot of fantasy assets to discuss. But James Madison is relevant. Yeah, he for sure is relevant. He honestly, he's been relevant all season. He was the one move I made earlier this season, and we, you, if you really want to, and no one really wants to, go back and listen. And I'm like, I, I, it pains me, but I got rid of Madison. And uh, now, granted, honestly, I got rid of him probably at a decent time. But I had him for his five seven seven. Probably had him for the zero, and then he he had a one and a two, but. His last two weeks against Spurs and then Forrest are a seven and an eighteen. So like, yeah, that's just it's just madness. It was Nottingham Forest. That was what it was for. It was coming out of Spurs where he scored. I mean, his goal against Spurs. I don't know that. I don't know that he'll ever. I don't know you can duplicate that. It was such a perfectly taken goal. But knowing after that that they were going Nottingham Forest, Bournemouth, Palace at home, Leeds at home, Wolves. Like that five match run is yeah. about as good as you can ask for, for for sure for any team in the league. The one thing that they have not had problems doing was scoring. It was conceding that was the problem. Yeah. Nottingham Forest, all of a sudden, it's get out of Nottingham Forest altogether. I I mean, and I'm including Nico Williams. Well, I, I, I never w- I never had a lot of faith in the manager there being able to handle that kind of leap in talent and figuring out quickly how to make it mesh together. You mean with 70 new signings right. as well? They need they need a Premier League caliber manager. Uh, I think the report was that he has one more match to save his job. That so. never ends well. Never, and of course not. <laughs> uh, who <laughs> who do they have? Who does uh, Nottingham Forest play this week? If, if only there was a quick way of doing that. Ooh, ooh I've got that one. Yeah, go uh, for it's it. Aston Villa, another Monday match. Yeah, uh, which is kind of the reason why I I don't hate the idea of going. I mean, that honestly might sway me to go to Watkins anyway. 
I like I get it. I mean, it is it's Nottingham Forest. They are at home. Can Villa find enough uh, to go on the road at Nottingham Forest and and get a result? I don't know. Um, did you move to Madison? You have him? No. Do you want? Are you? Are you? Could you do it? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'd have to. What's his price at the moment? He's eight point one. Yeah, I'd have to go up from Zaha or really up from Rashford. Okay. To make that work, I'm heavy at forward, and so I don't know. Up I don't know how to Rashford, do that. From Rashford, I could see that one. I wouldn't. I definitely wouldn't. I don't. I'd probably. I, could, I of, couldn't go up from. I'd have Zaha. to get rid of Kinsella or Trippier in defense to do it. Okay. I, I set Rashford out begrudgingly for Madison. Okay. I feel like it was a must own based on the matchups. Coming. Yeah. Makes sense. That Bournemouth one is really tasty coming up. Um, everybody that's gone crazy to look at the schedule for Crystal Palace and see how good it is, it's similar. I mean, we were just you're we just saying that the Leicester schedule is great. Look, Timothy Castagna gets you two bonus points here. He's, Dave, he's, where's your line? He's well, four. I know who that is. He's four point four. <laughs> uh, James Justin is down to four point three. He's one point two percent on James Justin. I'm just saying, like you're looking at you, like you want an option. You're gonna get him on the way back up. Right? You've had, but you've seen it from these guys, and now that they James have, Justin, yeah, I and have. now that they and they have a it's a Johnny Evans and Valt Face Face, who's well, their their so, new center back so, signing. Choose so not absolutely okay, not good. Okay. Good progress. Uh, the, it's about face. The partnership could tighten things up. I just feel like if you're looking at Crystal Palace as an option in defense, I don't know why you wouldn't look just as equally at James Justin or Castillo. Castillo is four point four. I mean, I feel like that's crazy. James Justin is a good player, and you see what happens when they kind of put it together here. They smash Nottingham Forest. So they have too much talent not to be better. Yeah. It, it's, I, honestly, I mean, you know, we thought this might. It, we say this at, at some point every single season. I'm going to say it way too early this season. But when you look, you know, 40 points is that magic number, right, to avoid relegation. That's slightly more than one point per match. That's most clubs in the table right now in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. It's going to be really interesting to see how the relegation battle breaks down. Now there's way too much football to play. You just saw how, I mean, if you saw the reaction after Madison scored his goal, I mean, it was like, I don't know, something above elation. I mean, euphoric. Yeah. I mean, he was, I mean, it was an unbelievable reaction. Uh, Congratulations. Last thing uh, to anyone who kept and started Danny Ward. Um, (laughs) You got three saves. You got a clean sheet. Is this where we are? You, just, you got a bonus point, even. Danny Ward, Danny Ward, four point one. Danny Ward was worth eight points for you. Unbelievable. Was it worth it? Unbelievable. Well done, Scott. Is there anything else we've missed? I feel like we've covered most things. We've covered most of it. Uh, Adam past the Vinegra holds on to the first place spot. First one to pass. And the who's six, in second place? Six hundred point tally. Who's in second Anthony, place in the game of throw-ins? That dude. Always there. Brett marching on together right behind him. Also a staple in the top three. But uh, right now, past the Vinegra, holding on to the top spot. We'll see how. I mean, he got beat by about 29 points uh, by Anthony in this game week. We'll see how long it lasts. But for now, he's safe in the top spot. Well, my fantasy advice this week, guys, is to Captain Holland. 
I hope everyone <laughs> seems to do it. I feel pretty firm in that call, Brian. How how, how wouldn't you? I know. It, well, it's and, Southampton. And that's why I mock. It, it's just a, it, like it's ridiculous. I, I just I don't know what you would. I don't know what other person could you possibly even make an argument. I for? love the matchups for my teams this week, so I'm really hoping to make up like thirty points on people. So I'm working really hard to figure out how I can watch the first U.S. match this weekend in the Women's Rugby World Cup. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's impossible. All right. On that note, Brian, had, yeah, well, Brian's you, one more thing. In a segment oh, we like just to call, if you had captain, Brian's one more thing. I'm sure a lot of people put the captain on Madison. I mean, there might have been a number of people who who did it based on matchup and form you or whatever. About this week coming up this week. I'm saying, week? yeah, that it's Bournemouth for Leicester City this week. I it's, know, but and it's he still... had, I mean, 18 compared to 23, you'd way rather have Captain Holland. But still, it's the respectable number that Madison put up here. So For sure. It's not completely insane. Holland doesn't have to do it every single week. Look, my transfers this week, Salah out, Rashford out, Kane in, Trossard in. So I know that sounds crazy, but uh, that's my move. So Captain Holland, that's my advice this week. Did you make your moves on the podcast, Scott? Or are you official, still... official, oh, Scott? you did. I did. Okay. okay. I made them. Which was? Uh, I now have Jaka. And Dewsbury Hall in my midfield. Okay. Uh, Marshall up front. Okay. Holland okay, Marshall. All right. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Brian, no moves yet? I haven't made a move yet, but my priority is to make Emerson in defense turn into somebody even remotely useful. Connor Cody. I, I'm probably not going to go to Connor Cody because uh, that's way too <laughs> much money. I don't want to spend 0. 0.8. Uh, oh. No, sorry, 0. 0.9 oh. to go up from Emerson to Connor Cody. Oh. I was um, a little surprised to see that uh, Estupinians uh, started for the new look Brighton. That's right. Uh, Are you, is there a chance you bring him back in? I have him still. I never took him out. Amazing. So I am a little bit. I, I once the fixtures uh, ease up for them, I I really am curious to see if he maintains that spot. So. Okay. Very good. All right. That's it for the FPL America podcast. This is David Smith. Until next time. <laughs>